know about you, but it really warms my heart when I see the littles get involved because those are going to be our future leaders. Those are going to be the ones that are going to be up here in the choir one day. Those are going to be the ones that are saying, hey, well, our acolytes now come forward. So I love seeing our littles get involved. This morning as we're talking about prayer, for the month of July, we're going to be talking about prayer because that is so strong on my heart. And the reason it's so, so strong on my heart is because I think back to not being raised in church. To me, Jesus was somebody in a book that was kept in a bottom drawer. But all along, I had people praying for me and praying over me. And through that, I can look back and see God's provenient grace with everyone he put around me. So prayer is so important to me. One of the things we're going to do, um, and I didn't say this in the, in the first service, is so I talked to Steve and I said, I want to start a prayer wall. And he said, okay. And I'm like, I know I got to talk to trustees, but I'm going to try to do it so we're not physically on a wall. So starting Wednesday, if I can get it all pulled together, you're going to see a prayer wall in Grace Vision. The reason why this is important, your prayers, as you can write on there, will be anonymous. And we did this about a decade ago. And I'll never forget walking down the hall, and there was a prayer about knee height. And it was big letters. And you could tell it wasn't the most perfect letters because it was the handwriting of a child. And it said, God, I want a mama. And that hit me. Like, oh, of all the things I'm worried about. And I think it's important that we have a prayer wall. I don't know how long we'll leave it up, but the point is for you to go through and lay your hand on every prayer and pray. Because if we don't pray for each other, the enemy's got an open door to come straight into our church and our lives. So before we dive further into today's message and really get into the, the meat and potatoes of it, if you will, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we lift our hearts to you. Our hearts are filled with gratitude for all that you've poured out upon us. And we know that there are so many that would be praying for the life that we take for granted. God, you are the one true creator. You are almighty God. We ask that you open our hearts so that we can receive today's message. You know all of our desires. There are no hidden secrets from you. We ask that you cleanse our thoughts through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit so that as we receive today's message, let it change us as we walk out because we will be walking according to your will for our lives, which makes us walk in perfect love with humanity. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son. Amen. So in today's scripture, Paul is commending Philemon, if you will, for his faith in Jesus and his service toward other believers. Paul tells him that he thanks God for the blessing that Philemon is to the church and how he continues through his prayers to pray that Philemon's faith and knowledge will become even stronger through his deeds and be more effective. Let me stop right there just a second. I want to echo Paul's heart. I've been with y'all for four years, but in a different perspective. And I have watched the prayers of this church over the last four years, whether it's for specific people, specific events, whatever it was. I commend you for your faith as followers of Jesus, for your service towards other believers inside and outside of this church wall. 
I thank God for the blessing you have been to the members of part of my forever family. The ones that come on Tuesday night that they don't feel like they are worthy of setting foot in a Sunday service. I thank God for your faith and your obedience to the Holy Spirit. And may your prayers and your works be more effective as you work to build God's kingdom. Your prayers have been seen, have been felt, have been heard, have been active in navigating many storms, including the recent one that the whole church went through. You did it with a true heart of believers. Many of y'all said, God, your will. That's literally all I can pray. I don't know what else to pray. Because God, I really don't know what we're supposed to be doing. I commend you for that. I pray that your prayers are like a lighthouse, a lighthouse to others as they're searching through their own storm. They're looking for safety, a safe place. I'm thankful that not only are you prayer warriors, but you're also anchors. Because when you follow Jesus through every single little thing, praying his will, whether you realize it or not, you become anchors for other people. Other people that can't hear Jesus or can't see him yet. You are that physical person that's an anchor. I'm thankful for you. Looking at today's scripture, Paul begins by commending him. And he tells him that he is a brother in Christ. And he appreciates his faith and his love and his knowledge. You see, Paul is so full of gratitude that he tells God how thankful he is for the prayers of his friend. Paul views Philemon as God sent. Even as far away as Rome, Paul heard the reports of this love and this faith which was shown towards others through the love of Christ, shown towards all the saints. You see, his, Philemon's faithfulness was noteworthy. I've had many prayer warriors tell me that they were praying for me and that they would listen to the Holy Spirit for whatever. And now that works for me. If the Spirit speaks to you about me, I am open to hear it. And it's very powerful when someone comes to you and they describe in a vision what the Holy Spirit has already said to you. It is exactly the storm that the Holy Spirit is talking about. I'll tell you real quick, this lady came to me a couple of years ago. Actually, it was in like 2016, 2017. And this lady, and you probably know a prayer warrior like this, I think she has a bat phone right there that's straight to God. Like she just picks it up, God answers. She's prophetic when she speaks to you. And she asked me one day, she said, have you ever been in an earthquake? And I thought, well, note to self, she has seen me in an earthquake. I'm not moving to California. That's out of the question. Of course, it was never on the table, but she is prophetic. She said, I see you and your feet are doing this. She said, I see you and the ground beneath you is shaking. I'll be honest. I mean, at that point, it was all I could do to hold back the tears. Because literally, what I felt like in my storm was everywhere I stepped, the ground was so shaky, I didn't know where to step. But I kept following. I kept listening for the Holy Spirit and trying to follow. She said, just keep your eyes on God. Do not get distracted by the shaky ground. And that's where I was in my storm. I felt like I was too busy looking down at the shaky ground and listening for God, but not keeping my eyes on him. But when she said the words shaky ground, 
I lost it because those were the words from my prayer. God, help me with this shaky ground. I feel like everything's falling out from under me. You see, I know God was speaking through her to me because she is a very powerful prayer warrior, and I'm very thankful for her. So as July comes through and we're talking about prayer, I don't want to think about this as just a surface level. And the reason why I say that is because I don't think our society has a clear understanding of the power of prayer. I know we have prayer warriors. I don't think we fully understand the power. Again, as we begin Wednesday night, we're going to have a prayer wall up, and I encourage you to write your prayers. You don't have to put your name. We ask for no names. But I think we need to get into a habit of bringing our prayers and our concerns to our forever family. Because as forever family members, we're supposed to love each other right where we're at. We're supposed to be that safe harbor, that anchor where somebody can say, I'm struggling. See, Paul told Philemon that even, even as I thank God for your prayers and your love and your faith, I also pray for you. So let's break this down just a little bit. So the Greek word for fellowship describes an intensely close relationship between two or more people that becomes a partnership for a common goal. This term also describes living a life of abundance or entering a kingdom level connection that Paul and John actually talk about in their letters. This is found in 1 Corinthians 1, Ephesians 3, Philippians 1, and 1 John 1. You see, Paul is praying for the fellowship of Philemon's faith. He prays that the fellowship would be increased in life, in ministry, in all aspects. That's unconditional. He prays that Philemon's faith would become even more effective so that it's pleasing to Christ. When you pray for somebody and you say, so that... It is pleasing to God. You're not asking for anything that you can benefit from. Because if you truly believe, you know that God's timing is perfect and he works all things out. So the Greek word for knowledge that they had used in the original, it was also just to describe this intense level, this intimate level of a relationship. So when you think about a rabbi, you'd have somebody literally sitting at their feet, following them in anywhere. It's very intense because they were soaking up every single thing that was being said. See, as you communicate to people, and you get to know them, you get to know them on an intimate level where they can tell you the worst of the worst and the best of the best. <coughs> but to convey an awareness of familiarity, a realization of everything that is good, that involves the Holy Spirit. You want to know where someone's faith is at? Have a, a casual conversation with them. You'll see exactly what dwells in their heart based on their words and their actions. You will hear how they see the world. This is something that Richard touched on this morning at the breakfast. It's a perspective. And I had the same perspective when I served in the jail ministry. We went to be a blessing. But we got blessed so much in return that there was nothing we could give we were so overwhelmed. It's a perspective. Ask yourself if the person you're talking to sees the world through the Holy Spirit's eyes or through worldly motives. 
This will also tell you about their prayer life. You'll see how effective their prayer life is. Are they in unity to Christ or in unity to the world? I'll be honest, I have to keep that in check. I told you I was driving yesterday and I'm like, God, I got a TV in the back. I don't need rain. I followed him and I was blessed. While no man can fulfill the definition of agape except Christ, Paul saw so many of these attributes in Philemon. He reflected the love that was poured out for him. What are we living for? Every minute of every day should be filled with prayer, pleading to God to help us walk through this life, reflecting more of his love, like the love that was poured out on the cross, the unconditional, unselfish love. How would it change us, and how would it change the world around us? Because we fall short every single day, every day. I can walk out of here, and I, I'll tell everybody I am verbally clumsy. I can have a Freudian slip all by myself and fall down. But I have to get up and say, God, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I cannot see me writing a letter to rebuke the church. Let me say that because I would be the one the Holy Spirit would be writing the letter to going, you got that all wrong. But I want to have the love of all the saints. I want to know that I am in full obedience to the Holy Spirit. And that requires being in prayer, in constant conversation with God. I know that that means I have to receive correction. But in CR, we call that speaking truth in love. When you speak truth in love, you know it's coming from a heart that wants you to be more solid in your walk. And so you receive it better. I have to show compassion for those that are maybe codependent or want to fix it. And I have to say, you can't. You got to step out of God's way and let him do it. It means I have to be fully transparent with God, with everything that's going on, because he knows every area of my life. But if I withhold an area, then I'm not glorifying him in that area. It means that I must be constantly in unity with all of you, my forever family. I mean, let's face it. It's hard to be in constant unity with everyone on everything because we're all quirky. We're all a little crazy. We have time to time where we just don't want to be around anybody. But I'm reminded by the Holy Spirit, you will never look in the eyes of somebody that God doesn't love. That's the most convicting thing I've ever had somebody tell me before. Today, I want you to think about three areas of your life that needs prayer. It might be your work environment. Your work environment might be toxic. You might have someone that you're struggling with. The atmosphere might need peace because there is none there now. It might be your community. Is your community not pleasing to God? then listen to the Holy Spirit and get directions because you will receive the words to speak to someone and God's already preparing their hearts to hear it. I tell everyone all the time, if you don't like what's going on around you, change starts with you. We can't point the finger at somebody else. Change starts with me. I had someone tell me one time that they were praying to God to start a Bible study at church because there wasn't one. But they had started attending another church's Bible study while attending that church on Sunday. And I said, maybe God's asking you to start the Bible study. Well, that conversation ended real quick. <laughs> I don't want to do nothing. I just want, I, I want to attend. 
No, God calls us out. He calls us out of our comfort zone. If we're in a comfort zone, we are not in obedience to God. We've got to receive the directions from the Lord. Prayer is a very powerful tool. When you're connected with the ultimate power source, which is God. The ultimate power source that breathes life into dead objects and creates life from dust. We definitely can't do that. But we can get plugged in. So as we close, I have three questions for you. First, are you plugged in to the ultimate power source? I don't mean like me, like yesterday. God, please don't let it rain. Please don't let it rain. I don't mean like that. God, please don't let my TV rain. I don't mean like that. Are you actually plugged in, praying for someone else's betterment? And you have no motives. You have nothing in there. The second thing, are you continually prayed in? Are you continually connected? Because conversation with God is prayer. It's continuous conversation. Or are you just checked in every once in a while, like when you see a big rain cloud? Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we have hard times so many times where we don't know what to do. We have a hard time with our decisions. We have a hard time with what we're hearing from you because you call us out of our comfort zone. Often we're afraid just to go in the wrong direction. God, we turn to you for help and for guidance. Show us your will for our lives. Show us the open doors. We ask for you to give us contentment when the doors are closed. God, we ask for you to illuminate the paths that, that we have before us because we may only see one step at a time, but God, give us the strength to trust you and to keep walking forward in our moments of weakness when the enemy is trying to tell us that we are never going to complete the task, we're never going to be worthy of your love. Help us to understand that we have value because of who we are, and that's founded whose we are, which is yours. Help us understand the purpose that you have of growing us into mighty prayer warriors so that we can walk with all the saints, so that every time our feet hit the floor, the enemy trembles with fear because we are continuously plugged in to the ultimate power source. God, because without you, we're powerless. But with you, with you, we can do all things in your will. God, we ask for all this in the holy and risen name of your son, Christ. Amen.